Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcast presents The Traitors. I'm Rebecca. I'm Hannah. And our Brendan is off today. Now, I mean, seriously, what an episode. What a reveal. What a twist. What a betrayal. What a cliffhanger. My jaw was on the floor. I was gagged, Hannah. I was screaming at the TV. It was just everything and more. We thought it couldn't get any more camp. And then Diane did that reveal. And then they did this like shimmering sort of like two photos over one. And like the whole of the United Kingdom and Ireland were screaming. It was incredible. Incredible television. Last night's episode of The Traitors was serving reality TV gold. Diane is mother, literally. We were treated to one of the best telly moments ever. And it's only the 6th of January. I think it's the best one of the year. Diane revealing that Paul is not her son, but Ross's. It was giving EastEnders, you ain't my mother. Yes, I am. It was literally that level of, oh my God, screaming at the TV. Um, I also last night adored watching Brian basically admitting a crime that he didn't commit. Like he admitted to committing a crime. I hope they have a mental health team because Brian, it's the second night and the man was not okay around the round table. We we did see someone get sick at the round table last year. But I think this was worse because it was just, I felt so bad for him. You felt so bad for him. But it was... I felt so bad for him. But then people were really furious with him as well. And they were like, get him out. He's a mess. Like, honestly, oh God. we'll get into it. But He just cracked Brian. under the pressure. And also, um, Ross Sunday roasting his own mother. That line, courtesy of nice. our listener, Lin Am, who tweeted that. Oh, my God. He literally was like, my mum, the Sunday roast. They need to get a BAFTA for that acting between the two of them. Diane and Ross, icons. Icons. Like, I'm sorry. Her face it was just didn't crack. It was everything and it was also very like it's dot dot dot. You know, it was it was a throwback to the Agatha Christie. It was just brilliant and I yes, it will be on best of lists at the end of this year. Yes, and for all time. Um and if that wasn't enough, the traitors have already turned on one of their own. So we have so much to discuss today. Um, Hannah, let's go through the episode, you know, how it opens, all that jazz. Let's have a little chat through everything that happened and then we'll hear some of your thoughts and theories because the thoughts and theories, I'm telling you lads, they are lit. The website has been, you know, we're getting emails into the website, voice notes. It's it's lying a juicy level of uh, excitement and we are so, so here for it. Okay, so the episode starts with breakfast, which is uh, becoming one of my favourite times of the day because I just think we were talking about it yesterday and it's just a really great time to sort of really look into everyone's eyes and, you know, just see how people are feeling. So everyone is arriving in and pretty much immediately Ash is under suspicion for being quiet. Now, Ash, I would have to say, is probably not playing a great game. I think she's no. maybe struggling with the balance of being a trader. Um, I think she might have been more suited to being a faithful. I thought she could have been like an Amanda, where she was very unassuming and might have flew under the radar, but I think she's panicking a bit and that's being picked up on. Um, Next, we see Anthony bring it up with Paul, that Zach wondered if Paul was Diana's son. Now, Zach is a very astute man because... Is he being nudged by the producers? Like, did the BBC mm. do those dirty tactics? How, how did he get to that point when Diane does have a son in there? 
I know Zach is so he's obviously super intelligent and he's noticing things and he's picking up on bits and pieces and he thinks, do you know what? Paul's really smart. Diane's really smart. He thinks that they're playing games in there, which which Paul is. And I suppose Diane's just noticing everything. But Zach is putting a target on his own back by revealing too much. I'm worried that he's just voicing way too much. He's saying too much about the shields. You know, he's clocking things. He's saying it to the wrong people as well. He needs to find someone, one person maybe to chat to in there that he fully believes is a faithful rather than broadcasting it to the whole castle, you know? I think that's a good move. He needs an ally because he said it himself, he cannot help himself. Um, You know, I think he's a confident guy and he likes to get his opinions out there when he thinks they're right. But at the same time, that's going to put you in the firing line. Um, Okay, so then it's revealed that it was, in fact, Kyra who has been murdered. So she was the second victim of the traitors after Aubrey. She's gone girl. Um, She was very vocal. She was very intelligent and they just viewed her as a threat. Uh, So well done to everybody who copped that. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, Reb, but Ash went deaf again at one part during the breakfast. Uh, Someone was asking her a question and she's like, sorry, no, sorry, I can't hear you. And the woman could be hard of hearing, but... I think when she panics, she goes a bit deaf. And to be honest, the best of us would do it. You need a moment to gather your thoughts. But she's almost listening so much. She's trying to not have organic conversations anymore. She's just trying to find out if anyone suspects her. And her doing that is making them suspect her. You know, I'd say even at at the breakfast, she's trying to listen to other people's conversations rather than listen to the person who's just having a normal convo beside her. 100% she's trying to play the game maybe a bit too much so uh, we actually learned at the breakfast it was kind of a throwaway line but Kyra was very good friends with Diane which is something we haven't really seen the screen time for but obviously the traders would have picked up on that and I wonder if they're trying to isolate her uh, because they did also Mm. you know Sonia was in the fire line so I think and Aubrey yeah yeah and Aubrey so let's maybe break away Diane on her own um, you know as well we, Hannah here I found that Harry I was very impressed by Harry um, he's playing a very good game when he was talking to Charlie and some of the other gals after the breakfast you yeah. know no one suspects him whatsoever and I think I think it is because he's a bit younger as well you're kind of like oh Harry's young and innocent or whatever they probably think he's a bit like Aaron last season but yeah, but he, yeah he's doing a very good job and Paul now we'll discuss Paul but like when Paul found out which we'll go into him find out he's the most kind of popular person in camp I did like the, the oh, challenge the way it was revealing true. yeah but then in the in the round table a little bit later he's like we need to go for someone quiet and I was like oh he's trying to lead them a bit too much now I d- yeah I, I think Harry's the one to watch I couldn't agree more. I think he's very like Aaron, young, handsome, like friendly, getting on with the older people, getting on with the younger gals. And yeah, Charlie revealed she did a piece to camera and she was like, she's kind of like the um, Hannah to the Wilfred. She was like, like Harry is a faithful. She's going to back him to the hilt. God knows why. But his game plan was to convince even himself that he was a faithful, which I think is something that Ash isn't doing. Harry is mind fucking his own brain. And Ash, I think, is is holding the fact that she's a traitor at the forefront of her mind in every scenario. And it's kind of seeping out. So, yeah, I have to believe your own lies. Do you know, like we all know someone who believes their own lies, but you go in there and you have to be like, no, I'm I'm a faithful, even if you are a traitor. Um, now, Hannah, I was screaming at the TV when Anthony was getting the psychic reading from Tracy. Oh my God. No, guys. And about time we get a bit more airtime from Tracy because they put a clairvoyance. Re- Rebecca, can you tell me as a as a woman of the of the orb, uh, what is the difference between <laughs> a, a lady of the occult? I am. Yes, go on. <laughs> What's the difference between a clairvoyant and a psychic and a medium, or are they three words that mean the same thing? Oh, Jesus, no, they're three different things. I think a medium can talk to the dead. A clairvoyant can pick up, can a clairvoyant pick up vibes from objects and a psychic can tell the future? Now, don't quote me on this. I'm neither of the three. I just do a few angel cards now for a bit of a hobby and rub a few crystals, you know. I Um, know, but you've been right in the past. So she's a clairvoyant here. Let me just look this up here now while we're here. Look that up, but she's a clairvoyant who came into breakfast and said, God, I don't know who's going to be gone. And I'm just thinking... I just maybe I have the wrong description. Oh my god, no, no, no. Here we go. A, a clairvoyant is a person who claims to have a supernatural ability to perceive events in the future or beyond normal sensory contact. 
Well, yeah, okay, so clairvoyance can deal with the dead too and see the future. Sixth sense. Right, so, they all have the sixth sense anyway. So she's the she has the full shebang. And to be honest, I'd love to see more airtime. I'd love to see a prediction. I'd love to see her maybe get someone correct around the round table. Well, she got Anthony's star sign wrong. And then the thing that she said now, and this is, you know what they call cold reading. Now, you can literally say to anybody, something happened in your childhood that affected you the way you are today. Well, that's just life. Do you know what I mean? That's just life. It's like that Tracy time you could brought be psychic. to your house. I know. (laughs) Rebecca had a psychic party, and we all went over from work. And then she, Rebecca's, the psychic was in Rebecca's front room. (laughs) Sorry, I'm actually crying. The psychic. It was a very reputable psychic from Dublin. Yeah. It was in Rebecca's front room and we all went in one by one and we got our readings. But God love her, the woman t- really tried with me. She's like, You're I see you getting a new car and I was like, Pet, I already got one and she said, I see you meeting the love of your life and I said, Pet I'm with him eleven years and we just we tried every <laughs> angle. If we just we weren't connecting uh on no. the plane. Of the sixth sense. No, she but said look, that Brendan was was in love with the long haired um lady and Brendan she just wasn't picking up by however, <laughs> some people she got down to a tea. She told my friend she was gonna buy an apartment. That was the number three, I think. And she told me I was gonna get engaged to the man who opened the door to her. Well, and did he open the door to her? Imagine was Nathan, yeah, he did. <laughs> okay, well, look, that's great. So here's my thing with psychics. I think some of them are absolute charlatans, not saying Tracy is. I think some of them have moments of psychic ability and then and then they lose, like, you know, can come in and out. So I just hope we get to see a true prediction. That's what I'd love. It would um, be amazing if she was doing, you know, if she got something bang on, do you know, that way. Um, we'd be you know, I'm not a clairvoyant, a psychic or a medium. I just think everyone's a bit intuitive, do you know, that way. You're, I'd just describe you um, as a spooky bitch. <laughs> I'm a spooky bitch. I'll put that in my LinkedIn. Uh, but Anthony, I would. yeah, Anthony's obviously like, you know, give me a bit of a reading or whatever. And we don't see more of that. I'd like to see more of Tracy given the readings. I think it would be just amazing TV. It'd be really funny whether she gets it right or wrong. Um, now, and one yeah. thing she did pick up on is that she was like, I'm getting nothing from Ash. Nothing. I can't well, read she, anything from true. her. True. Yeah, she said her aura. And she goes, I've tried to tune into Ash's aura and she's highly suspicious. I'm just getting nothing from her. She's not giving me anything. So, so I mean, she is, she's she's not wrong. That's, a you know, that I mean, let's ask Jack, that's a prediction from Tracy. So I, you know, I have hope. That's very exciting. But yeah, would love to see more from her. Um, okay, so later in the hall, uh, Paul and Diane are talking about Zach's rumour about them being mother and son. And then Diane delivers the uh, line of the season and of t- television in 2024. It's not Paul, but Ross is. And um, people collapsed. Fireworks went off. Um, it, you know, it was just a, it was a moment for the ages. And if you weren't watching that live with everyone at about twenty five past nine last night, then you missed out on the just the general excitement in the air. Uh, and I just noted here that Zach is very astute because he 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 got here. He got the wrong person, but he had the right idea. I mean, maybe Zach is the clairvoyant. He sensed something was up um, with Diane and someone, you know, so fair play to him for doing that. That moment was everything and more, everything and more. And uh, and Ross it being in the kitchen afterwards as well, it just the whole thing, the way it played out was just television gold, television gold. Uh, we I can't believe that we've got this on episode three. Like this has all happened already. I know it's so, it's so brilliant and to carry us now into next week because we have a big gap until the show comes back on Wednesday we can just keep talking about this so it's very exciting and um, we got a mission then so uh, all of the cast members broke up into teams and they had to basically run around the grounds and find like really scary scarecrows like horror film style scarecrows and then they there was a question and the question was about their fellow um cast members and they basically had to so there was two scarecrows for every question and there was two cast members as a possible answer to every question and they had to bring the uh, corresponding scarecrow to a nearby lockbox uh, with their correct answer to open that and see if that scarecrow's name opened that lockbox does that make sense the, the missions are quite complicated it does to indeed and, and they had all taken a survey before the mission so they're trying to guess the answers to the group survey 
survey and it really did ruffle feathers. I mean, Brian being voted the biggest sheep, you know, he really got annoyed with that straight away. That really irked him and that completely sent him into a spiral, which we see later on in the episode. Uh, Paul voted the most popular player. Claudia's Scarecrow twin was iconic. With the yeah, iconic. Yeah, the field um, of horrifying scarecrows, really, terrifying. really terrifying. And um, also, Hannah, the shield situation. So it was another way of seeing what where people's true kind of, you know, intentions lay. Were they going to go straight for the, the prize money to try and rip open the scarecrow? Yeah. Or were they going to say, oh, I'm going to go for a shield. They're in the hats. The, the hats were in the shield and the heart was full of uh, the, the money. The gold. Yeah, so the when they solved gold. all their, their survey questions, for example, who's the most popular? Is it Paul or Johnny? And then they bring their scarecrow, Paul, to the lockbox. The lockbox opens. When they've done all that part, they get to the field of horrifying scarecrows, which also included a scarecrow with a Claudia Winkleman wig, um, which I'm now going to be looking out for those because someone, and thank you um, to the person who sent us in the photo of the moose uh, on Twitter. It's now been retweeted at Drypod. It's, it, it's up. It's up. Yeah, it's incredible. And that woman is putting wigs on everything she can get her hands on. So keep an eye out for that. So they got to the fields of terrifying scarecrows. There was loads of them. And some scarecrows had shields inside them. And some scarecrows had um, hearts. And the hearts equaled money. So what were you going to go for? Zach, the little snake, went for a shield. He snuck off for a shield. and um, But he did later reveal it. Yeah, and he did say, he was like, I'm just too anxious for this. Like, I just want to be safe. But I'm like, yeah, Zach, you might be safe from from banishment. No, you might be safe from murder, but you're not safe from banishment. And you're you're making yourself a target to be banished by your behaviour. That's it. I'd say I'd spend less time running off her shield, more time shutting it, your mouth, Pep, because it's your, you're running your mouth. You're too clever. You're getting things correct. And people are going to bump you off for that. Um, mm. Yasmin also found a shield accidentally, apparently. Pull the other one. Yeah. Because she did a whole piece of camera. They're all telling everyone. They're telling everyone that they got the shield. But I suppose it's a hard one. It's like, if you don't say it, then you look... I don't know. I'm waiting for someone to just have the balls to not say anything. We'll see someone do it. I think when, see, they're still getting to know each other. So I think, yeah. you know, when, when maybe someone's garnered a bit of trust and they have a bit of a gang, you could get away with doing something like that. It's also so open. Like, yeah, but you yeah. also could see, so you could literally see True. Zach get that and then you're like, oh my God, he's lying and that's causing even more hysteria. So it's just about getting one, you know, without anyone noticing and and then playing a good game and saying nada just to piss off the traitors. Like it or would be amazing. As viewers is get one and then one other person notices and they're like, no, I saw him get a shield. And then it's like, is that person lying or is the person with a shield lying? That's, that is the conversation I want to see happen. Surprise okay, bitch so at breakfast the next morning. That's what we want. The surprise bitch. Brendan mm-hmm. is praying for it. Um, yeah. They earned £8,000 from that uh, mission, making the prize pot £27,000 uh, total so another part that I've really come to love is the chats back in the cars when they're driving back from the missions because they're in smaller groups and what tends to happen is people say things like oh I don't think anyone in this car is a traitor like you kind of like really like gang up with the people in your car um so I think that's interesting. Uh, Paul reveals then his plan to look at the quieter people during that night's roundtable after him being voted Mr. Popular. And as you said, Reb, I mean, you know, you could read between the lines there. He's also thrilled with that nomination while Brian is slowly um, unraveling in the back, uh, oh, saying God. he doesn't care about being voted a sheep, but but literally kind of having a, a kind of a breakdown in front of our eyes. Um. Diane announces then in one of her cars that she's fairly convinced of Ash. Uh, The woman is, you know, nothing is getting past her. And then later we're back in the castle and we get that brilliant line where they're all having a roast and it actually looks yummy. Uh, The dinner. Oh no, I'd love a roast. I I want to eat. I want to eat a roast. I want the stuffing. I want all of it. I just, I want the gravy on top. I want the Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. I might make one tomorrow as a treat to say, look, mm-hmm. you made it through the first shite week of the year. True. Um, so Ross winds his mom up over a subpar roast. He's literally sitting beside her and they're talking about um how everyone eats their roast at home. He's like, Yeah, no, I never really got one. My mom doesn't really make a good one. And honestly, I watched her face like a hawk. She did not crack. 
She's like, you must come to my house. I was like, Diane, you are everything, everything. One of the best. She is just, I'd say the second they met her, they were like, she's going on the show. I wouldn't say she had to do many auditions. No, and I'd say uh, Ross didn't either. I said, you're going on the show and show us your family tree because someone's going in with you. You're an icon. Um. Okay, so Evie, who we haven't seen much from, uh, but I think we will start to see a bit more because she seems to be Camp Diane. Uh, she's also on to Ash. So, you know, we might be seeing Diane sort of start to build kind of allegiances with her opinions, uh, which we know she's strong enough to do. Um, and Zach, there's there's a lot of discussion at the dinner of Zach coming into the firing line. And the thing is, when it's this early on, you don't have to give much of an excuse for someone to look your way because everyone is no. desperate to have a reason. Yeah. Do you know who I really liked in this episode as well? Charlotte. I hadn't seen much of Charlotte before. None of us had really. And yeah, Zach really rubbed her up the wrong way saying, oh, he made a joke that it might be her last supper when they were having the roast and all. But Zach just, that's obviously his personality. He he just says things. Um, but Charlotte, yeah, I I I think she's one to watch. She's going to she's gonna be a good faithful. Um, she also could be a good traitor too. I think she has potential if they were enlisting the help of someone. She was quite strong this episode, wasn't she? And we saw a lot of her and I think she's a very interesting person. She also, uh, we're skipping ahead a tiny bit when Brian had his breakdown at the round table. She's like rolling her eyes at him and everything. She's like, get a grip. Oh no, um, she was like, what on earth is happening? But no, th- this bit of the episode is where you do notice very fast that a lot of people are on to Ash's behaviour. Like, it, you know, you st- we start to know now that, oh God, she's going to be the weak, weak link. We already sense that a bit, but I mean, she's not playing the game at all. No, I feel sorry for her. And I think looking at Ash and looking at Brian, we as viewers are probably underestimating the pressure cooker that is being in that castle. Because I think I'd be a good liar. But then you see people crumble on the third night and you're like, Jesus, like... You know, Brian considered himself quite a confident guy and he literally could not string a sentence together um, to defend himself later on. So yeah, Couldn't. I think it's a lot harder than it looks. So Reb, we're into the round table and it's oh an God. exciting one. It's an exciting one because it's very divisive. So Brian is the first person to talk and really God love him because he just says, I don't care that I was voted, uh, you know, like a sheep in the in the mission. And people are like, no, but Brian, we're not, but we're not, we're talking, what are you talking about, Pep? Because we're actually here just to vote someone, we're here to banish someone. So he just couldn't really cope and um, no. he couldn't get His out. His feelings were hurt and then he couldn't articulate Very. that. And But I'm, it wasn't the time to say it at the round table. I'm like, you're drawing more no. attention to yourself and you're acting very anxious. You look like you're hiding something now. It's like he doesn't know what to say. He just brained it. I felt really sorry for him. It was a really vulnerable moment. He was really panicking and he felt like, I think he was like, how is this happening to me? Like, how have I lost such control of myself? And I just felt that was quite hard to watch and I hope he's okay. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, God love him. He just completely, and then even when he had his moment to do a speech to try and save himself, well, he just couldn't get the, he just couldn't get the words out. He just, yeah, he was just really not, um, He, I just don't think that's him at all. He just wasn't able to, to say that he was innocent. He didn't even get that out. He didn't even say I'm a faithful. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He didn't even say the simple thing he needed to say. So I hope a producer went over and gave him a hug and just checked in on him after that. So a few people, including traders, Harry um, and Miles go for Zach in this round table. Um, and I think the reason for that is that Jesus, he's on the ball. Um, Brian then comes under fire from Yasmin and from Johnny. Johnny is an interesting guy. Um, he's also very popular. Uh, people really like him. He's quite clever. So I'm kind of keeping an eye on him over the next few episodes. Oh, yeah. And he keeps saying he doesn't trust anyone. He's like, like you know, when his talking heads, he's like, I, I don't trust anyone. And yeah, he's wait, he's gonna just wait a little bit longer, and he will form an alliance with someone. Yeah, and I think he could be cracking the case. But also, he's our- Brian is also super intelligent. He obviously had a bad episode or he had a bad moment mm. in this episode that he was spiraling and he was really stressed. But he votes for Paul at the round table, and I nearly shot myself. Yes. Out mm. of kind of nowhere, and also, but he didn't explain it. Do it. He said he'd he said he'd explain it at a later point. So I'm like, wow. I mean, keep Brian in. 
really well done for picking up on that. And I also liked how he didn't do it with anyone else. There was no one else going to vote for Paul. He wasn't going to get him out, but he just wanted to have his say. And I, I like that from Brian. It also, like, psychology-wise, could be that he was called a sheep. So he decided to vote for the person that everybody said was the most popular because he wants to kind of prove he's not a sheep. I hope it's not that. I hope he's actually noticed something with Paul rather than uh, that he's retaliating. You know, when someone says, you know, stay calm, you're, you know, you're someone who gets really stressed. You're like, I don't get stressed. You know, you're just retaliating. You're just have your back up. You're being defensive. I hope that's not why he chose Paul, but uh, it could be. But also I'm like, has Brian clocked something? Did Brian see something during the episode that that we haven't mm. been shown yet um and uh, yeah I'm really excited for for the next episode to see this storyline unfold to see the reasoning why Brian voted for Paul no I completely agree but even if Brian just did it for the reason you said I think it's very brave for kind of the person who everyone thinks is the most like sheep vibes to go for the person at the right other end of the line, the most popular, to take them down on your own when you know that they've been voted because they're well-liked by everyone is really brave for someone who oh, couldn't get a sentence out. So he's obviously yep. got like, you know, um, yep. corresponding viewpoints going on in there. So yeah, he's a really interesting person to watch. So yeah. Charlie goes for uh, Diane here at the round table over her reaction to Sonia leaving. And I don't know if you noticed, but Ross is straight into Defender. Um, yeah. he's like yeah. oh Diane you said sorry or you told us sorry straight away about that and I was like oh that's cute and uh, I wonder how long it will last that they'll get away with stuff like that because Zach's on the case and you know that that conversation talking point of mother and son is going to get around the group quite fast Um. okay so Tracy goes in on Ash and she really does uh, crumble at this point. So this is our clairvoyant Tracy and she's coming with with knowledge from the, oh, yeah. you know, from another her realm. Aura. Because... She was getting nothing from her aura. And she's bang on the money. So, so far mm-hmm. we've had um, Brian and Tracy. So two people we might um, not be really looking closely at are bang on the money identifying traders here. Um Brian then has his his breakdown that we spoke about, but then he does go for Paul. So we're left in a very interesting point because at the previous round table, we saw Sonia taken out by the majority. But now we've got four people voting for Ash, Brian and Diane. We've got Meg with one vote, Paul with one vote, Anthony and Yaz both have one vote and then three for Zach. So it's much more of a split night and Claudia announces what they're going to do about this. So they're going to let the three people with four votes who are Ash, Brian and Diane make a plea to the group. Then they're going to do one more vote. If there is then a tie in that vote, it goes down to a game of luck. Uh, And I think there's a lot of luck and chance involved in the traders. So I think that's probably very fair. So I don't think anyone did a very good plea. I would just start by saying, I am a faithful. You guys know me. Don't waste your vote on me. Don't waste your vote. Look what you did with Sonia. Don't do that again. You're letting the traitors win. have to get someone out. Yeah, yeah, that's like, the angle no. I'd be going to. Diane did the best out of the three, but I mean, like, Ash and brought like, it wasn't amazing, but it was, it, 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 like, it was the best of a bad bunch. But no, they all, I just think the pressure gets to you in that moment. You just I can't, agree. you can't articulate and you're just so stressed that everyone thinks you're dodgy and you take it personally. It must be up the walls. And I'd say they're in there for hours. Like, you know, the way TV takes way longer to record than what we ever see. Like, I'd say they're honestly wrecked. They're in there for hours. They've been doing their mission. Um, But Diane kind of went down the route of like, I'm not a good liar. I would not be capable of doing this. Um, Which I think was interesting because she said before that she does not want to be a trader. So maybe that's like, and to anyone that's thinking about recruiting me, don't do it. So kind of uh, clever there. So we got left with a cliffhanger because when the second vote happened, Diane had three votes and then Brian and Ash both had six. Anthony was the final person to vote and they cut it off before we could see who he voted for. Now, Anthony and Diane do not like each other. They had a fight at the previous round table because Anthony wouldn't make space for Diane to get in the queue and Diane is coming for his neck. Did he vote for her just to shove it in her face or is he after knocking someone out of the game? What do you no. think, Rob? 
Um, I hope that he votes for Diane because that means that it's a tie between Brian and Ash and I want it I want it to be up to chance it's never happened before on the show we've never seen it happen I want to see that unfold and I want to see Ash still be there although I want Brian to stay now because he's on to Paul but I want to see the moment because the day the the, the whole downfall of Ash coming to terms with the fact that her two traitors have betrayed her because we saw the moment between Harry and Paul they yeah. gave each other the look. Someone's going to have noticed that. And I'm like screaming at the TV being like, oh my God, they've turned on their own. And I want to see Ash perhaps throw one of her fellow traitors under the bus if it does come down to chance. If Ash is voted out by chance and it comes to a tie break, oh my God, holy shit. Like, it's going to be amazing. It's just a pity because I want Brian to stay in for the reasons that you brought up, that he voted for Paul and he clearly has something in his back pocket. I also want Ash to stay in because she could throw the, all the lads under the bus, Miles, Harry and Paul. But one of them is going to go. So I'm like, we're not going to get to see that play out, but we might get a parting gift, for example. We could get a parting gift for Ash, from Ash. We also could get a parting, but not even a parting gift from Ash. We get, we get a parting gift from Ash if she is voted off, right? And yeah. she might just go rogue and be like, here, like, fuck you, fuck you, whatever. Or if Ash stays in, she could start to recruit some of the faithfuls against one of the traitors. She could just stab them in the back. She's going to have to. Yeah. She's going to have to because I don't know how else you play it. Paul and Harry obviously had a conversation previously where they were like, look, she's a shit show uh, for us. And if we get the opportunity, she's out. Like they did not just do that with that look. That was previously determined. Um, Mm. I would love to know where Miles were both. They were both thrilled to have each other from the start and they don't, yeah, they don't, they didn't, they didn't rate Ash. We saw from the reaction. I think they were just like, I'm sure she'd be fine. But the second people started getting suspicious, they were like, right, it's her or us, you know, that way. So, oh my God, what an episode, what a cliffhanger and what a series so far. Uh, We're going to hear some of your thoughts and theories after this. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Love our ad breaks. Okay, we're back for thoughts and theories and we're going to kick it off with some of the amazing tweets that we got in last night. So Emmy Griffiths tweeted, the way it's revealed. Oh, okay. So this tweet is basically a screenshot of the reveal that Ross and Diane are mother and son. And if you go onto our Twitter account at uh, Shrine Pod, we know it has a new name now. We're just not using it. Uh, They've blended in the photos over each other like a really uh, low budget true crime. And whoever produced that segment, it's just iconic. And um, he pointed that out and it was brilliant. Um, Super TV wrote, one of the best line deliveries in reality TV history, a plot twist that stopped the entire nation in their tracks. And it's that moment moment when we hear Diane say oh but Ross is oh my god it was everything it was everything I can't believe that it was suggested that Paul was uh, my son 
I mean, he's about three times taller than me. He's got red hair. Paul just couldn't be my son. But Ross is. Uh, then we've got Ruby who said the iconic delivery, the dramatic true crime-esque reveal, the mad editing. Everything about this is a camp classic. We are witnessing reality TV history. I, I feel that's how I feel. I feel like we're witnessing moments in history. It was everything. Um, do you follow Shane Reaction on Twitter, Hannah? No, should I? Okay, so Shane Reaction just is 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 a fella who's what a name absolutely hilarious on Twitter and just tweets all the time about different TV shows or whatever. Myself and Brendan love, love his tweets and Shane Reaction. I mean, what a Twitter name or X or whatever it's called. But Shane posted a couple of tweets last night or posted on X. I don't know how to say it. Shane was on X. (laughs) He put up a few posts and he wrote the secrets out. Genuinely one of the best TV twists of all time. The breadcrumbs were there to follow little hints here and there and it still managed to come as a total breathtaking shock. To do that in 2024 when viewers have seen everything absolutely spectacular. I didn't understand how people could admit to committing crimes they didn't do until I watched Brian on tonight's episode of The Traitors. Honestly, do you ever go into a food uh, food place, a supermarket, and you don't buy anything and you walk out and you feel like you stole something. That was Brian yeah. last night. You, you think everyone's there looking is, at you? There's a brilliant, for anyone that likes Darren Brown, I don't know the name of the special, but there's a brilliant Darren Brown special where he, rec- so he basically put an ad out for someone to take part in a Darren Brown show. So you put yourself forward, but you didn't know what you were taking part in. And if you haven't seen this, what he did to the man that put himself forward was make him, he spent weeks, right, manipulating his whole life, mind uh, washing him, like mind control in his job, in his home, all over it, right? And then he made him confess to a murder he didn't commit. No. Oh my God. We can see how it happens. In a local village with all of the information from the murder, the man had nothing to do with it. And he sat down across from someone and confessed to a murder. And Darren Brown, then at the end, Darren Brown was like, see? And you're like, no, is that man okay? It's a brilliant watch. But um, I felt something similar was happening to Brian. Uh, yeah, and I night. feel that way when I walk out Aldi and I and I haven't bought anything. <laughs> um, Shane also says the people who watched episode three on the iPlayer and didn't post any spoilers until it aired on TV are the real faithfuls. Shane, completely agree. Like, sorry, but I'm so glad it wasn't spoiled for us. But I haven't been clicking on to the traders hashtag because um, I knew, you know, that I just didn't want anything ruined on any of us. Uh, but I will be from now on because, well, we think that they're going to just show them one night by night now but we actually don't know for sure maybe they're going to do it like the same as last week I think uh, yeah I think the the time on the player is done I think they hooked people in with the first three and now we're all watching it together I think yeah we hope and pray Um, we have a message in from Laurie who says now we're sucking diesel Brian had a complete meltdown what was that Wednesday can't uh, come soon enough and Anna messaged us as well and says episode 3 is the reason why binge model the binge model doesn't work for a show like this it wasn't spoiled but I would have been gutted if I had been in my opinion the only good thing about Twitter is the discussion during live TV events and I would hate to lose that which is exactly what you said Hannah I feel the exact same because if 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 Twitter wasn't so fun during live TV, I would have de- rage deleted it ages ago. But it's perfect for this. If someone wants to make a break off social platform where everyone's really nice to each other and it's just for TV, but we're all on it, um, please yeah. do. Uh, That's a good Rebecca, idea. Do you highlight that in our notes because you are really, um, really... Uh, positive about the binge model or if it's like no I think I just copied and pasted that from Twitter and it might have been in dark mode or yeah it really does stand out to the rest of our notes but here we are and Tracy (laughs) says right Tracy says I would have been like Brian completely innocent but acting and believing that I was guilty the mother son reveal made me jump I thought Harry might have been Diane's son and Claudia's green coat stole the show and we got a message in as well last night from I hadn't seen it until this morning but it's from um, a Gal called Fiona Collard and she had said before yesterday's episode aired that she was like I think Ross is Diane's son because there was a train oh. conversation in episode one and she was like it really does just show you that if you watch a show multiple times you do start you know seeing things that you wouldn't have seen on the first watch uh, so fair play Welcome to Fiona to for world. seeing that 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Snaps for Fiona because she's on the ball. And now you've got it on a podcast, Fiona, so you can brag to everyone about it. Forever. Um, like, that okay. is amazing. It's Oh, it's so brilliant. Uh, you need to get in there and be a trader. We have an email in from Hannah via our website. Is our website TryingPodcast.com or is it TryingPod? I never know the name, but now I made it. No, it's it's shrinepodcasts.com and then the all the socials are at shrinepod. No, that's it, guys. <laughs> okay. So Hannah emailed in via our website and says, I am so happy you guys are back covering traders. I am obsessed. I'm also loving your website. Thanks, Hannah. Uh, one thing that makes me piss myself laughing is Tracy being a clairvoyant and her reading Anthony's aura and her getting the star sign wrong just makes me laugh. Like, could you imagine? I really want her to keep doing readings. Yes, and see if she gets it right. But if she gets it wrong on national television, it will be so funny. Thanks for all the laughs. Hannah, we wholeheartedly oh, agree Hannah, with you. Thank you. We agree. Um, Terry says he is surprised Tracy didn't sense that um, after all she spotted that a childhood influence could influence adult <laughs> development in Anthony who would have thought it uh, and Jennifer emailed in to say <laughs> lads I'm shocked nobody has mentioned Diane's real life son oh god actor Kerr Logan he tweeted on Wednesday that he just found out his mum is on the show and he said she's bonkers uh, she was born in Bangor, Northern Ireland and, uh, oh, he was born in Bangor, Northern Ireland and has been on Game of Thrones and Strike based on the Robert Galbraith um, books, which... We love those, but I love the first one, The Cuckoo's Calling. That's my favourite one of them. Yeah, I know. I did read a lot of those books and then J.K. Rowling went down the route she went down and, and now I get them out of the library because mm -hmm. um, I'm not giving her a cent, but... She's in strike. Well, we'll have to look him up, Jennifer. Thank you very much for that intel. I didn't know that at all. Um, Wayne says, if Ash isn't banished, the next traders meeting could be very juicy indeed. If she is banished, will she drop a few bombs in her farewell speech at the round table a la Kieran from season one? Well, I think that's what we're hoping for, a parting gift. Parting gift. Vicky says, Ross doesn't look anything like Diane, I thought, until someone pointed out that he would look exactly like her <laughs> if he didn't wear glasses. Nothing gets past you, Vicky Pet. <laughs> Turns out wearing Honestly, glasses is the ultimate disguise. <laughs> Ross doesn't need the glasses, just fashion glasses, and he was just trying to throw everyone off the scent. Diane wasn't his mum. Oh my God. But they actually, when you look at both of their faces, they do look alike. And loads of people on Twitter have put um, kind of ginger wigs onto uh, pictures of Ross. I love people. I love the internet sometimes. Um, it, sorry, Vicky also says, Anthony will have chosen Diane as they have beef. So it will come down to chance. And how amazing will it be if Ash stays after that betrayal? Yeah, it's going to be, if it does come down to chance, either is going to be amazing. Um, Lisa's also been on and says, I'm hoping Ash stays as that will make for an interesting meeting for the traitors that evening. Yeah. Um, Emma messaged us. She says, in the teaser, it looks as there's uh, fewer people gathered around in a circle when the traitors are in their cloaks, but that could just be clever editing. That episode was insane and I can't believe that we've got the betrayals this early and the first ever tie break. It's just incredible telly. Um, an email, another email in shrinepod.gmail.com from Alex. Um, Alex thinks that Ash is going and Alex says, let me tell you why. If Ash survived and if I were editing the show, I think the stronger cliffhanger would have been to have the four traitors reach the top of the tower for the murdering hour, hoods down, they make eye contact and then before anyone can say anything, bam! Cut it there. That is a way better way to leave it if Ash does survive. Um, so I think that she is actually getting chucked like Dot Cotton's cup of coffee in that subway. And also Alex says, I loved Paul giving the eyebrows to Harry. It was subtle as a fucking brick. I'm really enjoying the pod so far. Well done, um, Alex. Thank you so much. Alexis also mailed, says, hello, gleeful threesome. How exciting was that? Secret families, sprinting for shields, Brian melting down and treacherous traitors. What more could you want? I think Ash is a goner and I really hope the traitors get to recruit again. I'm desperate for them to make a Diane a traitor so uh, she can use that sharp intellect to slaughter faithfuls. How will she 
completely avoid killing her son. I can't imagine who they will be able to murder in plain sight. I hope it's not Johnny, Mr. Popular. I love the show and I love you guys. Help me, Tony. Uh, help me, Tony. That is a Line of Duty reference, Shrine of Duty podcast. Thank you so much, Alexis. You've been here since day dot, day dot cotton. Um, and Andrew McBride wrote, um, I think this is on Twitter, I saw this, in another bold highlighted writing, Hannah. Um, the traitor's cliffhanger. Okay, so he's just gone through the the different number of votes for each of um the remaining or the three in the hot seat. So Ash is six, Brian is six, Diane three. Um, so Andrew says if Anthony votes Ash or Brian, um, that person goes. But if he votes for Diane, Ash or Brian's fate will be decided by chance. Yeah, that's just to remind us all what's going on. Um, so oh my god, we've got in so many thoughts and theories. It's now time for your voice notes. Oh, my favorite part of the week. Okay. First up, we're going to listen to Helen. Absolutely reeling after tonight's episode. Diane, solid queen. The way she delivered that line about how Paul could not possibly be her son, but Ross could. Absolute queen. Loved her. Cannot believe I have to wait to see what the um, outcome of the round table is until Wednesday. Wednesday, that is barbaric. Um, and what a twist with those traitors voting for each, for each other. God, I love them. Love you guys. Oh, Helen, that was absolutely brilliant. I can't believe we have to wait until Wednesday either, but it feels old school and mm. this is what I like about TV and we can all talk about it and work on one day and it'll just get us through the week. Um, now we're just going to have yeah. a quick voice note from Eve. Hello to my favourite podcast. This is Eve from London. Thank you so much for covering The Traitors. It is the best show on television. My theory is extremely crazy. It's hate on the tiles level crackpot chechen lechen line of duty there's been a lot of focus on birds in this season of the traitors we've got claude the owl we've got the bird call game we've got scarecrows yeah that's three things in three episodes that have been about birds is the key to the banished room that uh reb was talking about is that going to be behind one of the taxidermy animals maybe a bird perhaps Seems quite far-fetched, but you never know with the traitors. Thank you so much and keep up the hard work, guys. I love the pod. Thank you. Bye. Now, now this is the reason I love this podcast Ooh. is because of theories like this. Eve. What do you think Eve. about that record? Secret room? Mm, yeah, I think, do you know what? I think Eve has seen all the different symbols. Yeah, we've seen a lot of birds, scarecrows. Yeah, the banished room. I, I think that there is a secret room and we know from the teaser that we're going to talk about very shortly that there is a dungeon so I yeah a bird could be the key to the secret room I would be absolutely here for it Eve great spot I thought it was going to be a candle but or a book mm. but yeah why not a taxidermy bird wouldn't that be iconic imagine if it was the the deer with the, with the wig on it or a bird with, it's a tiny bird with a tiny fringe <laughs> Um, with a tiny fridge. Oh let's watch out for that in future missions because I think there is something in it. There has been a lot of birds and birds aren't necessarily very castly. So yeah, there's something in that potentially. Um, okay, we put mm. up another poll last night to see who you think got banished. So did Anthony make the final call as we talked about there uh, from one of our emails? Who is going to go very, very close on the vote? So it's between Ash and Brian. Brian got 45.3% of the votes and Ash 547 So it's almost neck and neck. Ash just uh, inching ahead there to get voted out. But I think wh whatever way it plays out, we're in for like a really interesting episode. Yes, we are indeed. And we did get a coming up on the traitors at the end of last night's epic episode. Um, we saw in the preview that Claudia is asking people if they're ready to rob some graves. The traitors are tasked with murdering someone in plain sight. Someone says they can smell a rat at the round table. The round table looks very tense in the clip that we saw. And then Claudia then says we don't know who she's talking to I'm imagining it's the traitors but she says you will condemn four people in the dungeon so there is another area that what people are going to be going to and like oh my god oh my god like we're in for a serious treat next week OMFG 
So thank you all so much for all of your amazing observations, your amazing voice notes, tweets, DMs, all of it. We really appreciate it. And we are loving covering a show as good as this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Guys, we have a quick update on the mystery of the uh, clamped red car. Uh, Don't hold your breath. Oh my God, Hannah, just... It's an- no, I'm crying. Just for anyone who's just listening to this <laughs> podcast for the first time, they might have discovered us oh, yeah. um, in the last few hours. Um, the the car situation, this started on our previous podcast series. It was Vigil season two. Hannah just was being plagued by something that she kept seeing every day. Yeah, so I keep seeing a car. Okay, so there's a car in a car park near my house. It's clamped. It's a really, really nice car. It's been clamped for about three to three and a half months. And me, Rebecca and Brendan have been um, trying to come up with ideas about where the owner is, why it's been clamped for so long, why it's been abandoned. Like it's a 161. It's a nice red car. So uh, yesterday we decided it's it's in the car park of a business. So yesterday we decided to ring the business to get some information. And here's what happened. Hannah is now giving us a live update on the investigation concerning the clamped car that she has walked by for weeks on end near her house. Hannah's ringing the company. Are you ringing the clamping company? No, I'm ringing the company where the car is parked in in the front of their garage, but I use the services of the company. So I'm turning my phone off. One second. Let's see if they answer. There might be a Monday to Friday service, so we'll, we'll have to find out. They're not. No answer. Well, Hannah, that's your update. You're going to have to give us one next Wednesday. Be like, I tried to ring them yesterday. There was no answer. Be like, so I'm going to, you have to investigate. Basically, okay. over the next few days, you have to even call into them or something. Look, I tried to ring them. We'll come back on Wednesday. I will have rang them by then. They will answer by then. And they are open, yeah. so they must just be slammed. Okay, so not too exciting. Um, but we are, it's giving Tracy's reading of Anthony, uh, but we are going to try again uh, over the weekend and next week and okay. try and come back with some more information. Um, now, that's just one of two mysteries we have on the go at the moment. We do. We had another mystery as well concerning a Christmas tree and we're going to update you on that next week because oh. Brendan found out what happened to the Christmas tree that Houdini'd in our office. So on Wednesday, we'll be back, or sorry, Thursday next week, we'll be back dissecting Wednesday's episode of The Traitors and we will have an update on two mysteries in our own lives. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all of your thoughts and theories. What a first week. That is it from us. In the meantime, you can keep in touch with us during the week if you do rewatch anything or notice anything else or have any more thoughts and theories at Shrine Pod on social. You can support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash Shrine Pod. And if you do have a few minutes now over the weekend or over the week, having a cup of tea or whatever, we would love if you could give us a nice review yeah. on Apple or Spotify. Um, we haven't we haven't had one for a long time and we'd really appreciate that because it keeps us relevant. It keeps us young. Um, we're off to have a roast. Have a lovely week. Hopefully our, re- our roast is better than Diane's. Um, watch your back enjoy the week and we'll chat to you on Thursday Ta-ra. small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 